Thank you for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. And thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. This podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture. And these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. In the past several episodes, we've focused on how we support people in our organizations to celebrate their achievements and identify performance gaps so they can create an improvement mindset. Next week, we'll end the performance conversation series of episodes with how we address low performers who are toxic to our organization. Before we do, let's focus on several tips for shifting the human performance responsibility and ownership from the leader to the employee. Some people on our teams are good at this. I think you'll recognize people who look like this. They're motivated to achieve at high levels. They're constantly reflecting on their work and reflecting on how they can get better. They are continuous learners, searching for new ways by reaching out to learn for others. They're good, solid to high-performing team members who understand that getting better at what they do is about constant improvement and refinement. Others, eh, they need some help with this discovery. This episode focuses on how we create a system within our work environments that help people know when they are not performing at their best. It also helps leaders understand that getting people in the right seats on the bus is a critical leadership role and one that determines if a person succeeds or not or has opportunity to grow and develop and become a high performer. I've seen leaders open a discussion with one of their direct reports asking these simple questions. How do you think you're doing? And the individual may say, I think I'm doing fine. I'm working a lot of hours and working very hard. I feel good about where I am. Well, this could be true. The employee's hard work is producing significant results aligned to the organizational goals. And this may not be true. The employee could be working long hours with little to show in return. So let's say that the individual has lost several clients, or if a teacher, the students are not showing improved performance, or gosh, they even drop out of school. Maybe working long hours, but the results just simply aren't there. As leaders of organizations, we need to provide a structure so that our employees have every opportunity to achieve success. This is what I've learned over the years. Now, for example, here are several actions leaders are responsible for doing that help employees gain the best opportunity to succeed. Number one, the organization has a clear strategic direction that shows the value the organization contributes to clients. Number two, the organization has overall goals and measures that define what success looks like. And number three, the organization aligns these success metrics throughout the organization and has clear approaches to accomplish the goals. And that's just foundational for any good organization. Now we can talk about how people fit into those organizational goals. When these types of structures are in place, individual leaders can then help employees create individual metrics that determine their success and then ensure the work processes and tactics for each person provide employees with the best opportunities to achieve success. And what this means is that employees are clear about their expectations. With this structure in place, we can ask employees to reflect on their own performance. Now the reflection makes sense. 
Together, the employee and leader can review the progress on the individual metrics. Now here, think about the difference in this. The leader asks the employee, when reviewing these outcomes, what's working well and why? What's not working as well as you would like? Why isn't this working? What do you think? What about the work plan? What about that is helping you achieve the results? What's not working? And what adjustments could you make? Now the questions make sense because we've connected those questions to individual results. Now let's dive a little deeper. What if there is someone who is working hard with a good attitude and still not able to achieve results? Or someone who is working in a job that's not allowing their talents to show who they really can be? Here's what's worked for me over the years. I consider Jim Collins' focus on getting the right people on the bus and in the right seats. I'm talking about the in the right seats part of this phrase. As leaders, we are responsible for ensuring this is occurring on our team. I've been fortunate throughout my years as a leader to have several success stories with getting the right people in the right seats. I've focused on spotting talent, you know, to build variation on our team, and this focus has paid off with great dividends. We have an exceptionally talented team focused on results and who take great ownership with their work and the contributions they make to the overall success of our team. I'm really fortunate to have this team. I'm going to take a few minutes to highlight someone in particular, Mandy Gagliardi. Yep, about four years ago, we hired Mandy through a temp agency to enter survey data. She owned that simple, monotonous task, and she was full of life. When we had a good job opening, we hired her for an admissions position. She had creative ideas and offered new programs for our students. And she didn't miss a beat with students. She, she helped them with anything, their program, enrollment, technology, you name it, she helped them. And then one day, she produced a piece of marketing material. And I remember thinking, where did she take this to get it completed? Because, gosh, it was great. And then I realized she created it. So we started tapping into her many talents with design, media, marketing, web, and on and on. Now she's positioned to become a, a leader in our organization. You know, I'm so proud of her. My point We hire people for a particular job. While in the job, we may discover so much more about the individual's talent. It's so much fun to see the many talents that surface. One of the best parts of my job is watching talent grow. I'm amazed at the energy, talent, and commitment of employees who span in our organization over five decades. In his best-selling book, Good to Great, Jim Collins tells us to have 100% of the key seats on the bus filled with the right people. The key seats. The first responsibility, then, is to get 100% of the people in key seats. And leadership is key. We can't address performance issues in our organizations very well when we have the wrong people in leadership positions. Jim Collins also says that if we think we might have a wrong who first, give the person the benefit of the doubt that perhaps he or she is in the wrong seat. And whenever possible, give people a chance to prove themselves by placing them in a different seat. If a person has sat in too many seats, the individual may be the wrong person. And Jim Collins also tells us we have to get rid of the wrong people, get the wrong people off the bus. So when do we focus on finding new seats. First, 
we could have hired the wrong person who didn't have the skills to do the job at hand, yet we see promise with other skills. Second, let's say someone has been doing a job for a long time and is just getting tired of the position. Maybe he or she doesn't feel challenged or is bored. And third, someone is doing a good job, yet we recognize talent that will support an individual advancing to an even stronger team member. You know, remember Mandy. She's that example. So when do we shift then to get the wrong people off the bus? When leaders are not performing, we have to move sooner rather than later. So important. Sometimes leaders are hired at a certain leadership level. It's tricky to shift leaders into different seats on the bus. When we shift them to lower levels of leadership or into employee ranks, it's difficult to adjust salaries in a way that's going to keep that individual engaged and productive. For example, when I was hired as a dean, I had an agreement that if I shifted back to faculty, I'd be able to secure a certain percentage of my leadership salary. This, uh, this was the agreement with all deans. After being associate dean for seven years and dean for five years, I made the decision to transition from the dean's position. Rather than go to a faculty position, I started an institute at the university that was self-sustaining with revenue and contributed a percentage of the profits to the university. I felt an obligation to the institution to contribute in a productive way. Now, why? Because it would have been difficult for me to go back to the faculty ranks with my colleagues who would have known I was receiving a higher salary, doing the same work, and with some of the faculty being at that institution a lot longer than me. Also, I wanted to continue to grow with new challenges, so I had to create my own seat on the bus and pay for it, so to speak. Again, shifting leaders is challenging and can have an impact on the team. We can also shift employees off the bus when they've had every opportunity to advance their skills in multiple seats. And if we have someone not performing and there is no seat, We don't owe them time waiting for a seat to come open, or we don't have to add insignificant seats. Have you ever been part of an organization when jobs were created for people to get them out of one seat on the bus? How many times did that go well? And last, when people are not compliant and don't live the standards, don't align their behaviors to values, or become toxic in our organization, we need to get them off the bus sooner rather than later. We give them every opportunity to choose to change their behavior. And when they don't make that choice, we take the right steps to get them off the bus. That's the content for the next podcast episode. Here's one more twist to getting people in the right seats. Sometimes people have a great desire to be a certain seat, even when they don't have the skills to perform. For example, I had a young man who wanted to play tennis on the high school tennis team I coached. He was a fantastic soccer player. He thought he could transfer his greatness in soccer to the tennis courts. Well, that didn't work so well for him. And he didn't want to be on the B team because he was accustomed to being recognized as the star player. He was convinced he would make the top five. And again, that didn't work out for him so well. There was one seat left on the bus getting water for the team, keeping the books, getting the equipment together, and so on. He took that job. In summary, it's important to give people direction. Help them know how their goals and responsibilities align to that direction and provide every opportunity for them to be successful. 
as Jim Collins discovered in his research. When confronted with any problem or opportunity, shift the decision from a what question, what should we do, into a who decision, who would be the right person to take responsibility for this. When we spend a significant portion of time on our people by getting the key people in the right seats on the bus, we can develop other key people into bigger seats to become the next level leaders of our organizations. This week, reflect on, are you in the right seat on the bus? Are you in a different seat and owning your work to stay in the seat? Are you in a seat to advance to a bigger seat? And as leaders, are you driving a bus and managing the seats as you are driving to make sure the key seats have the right people? I'm at a place in life where I'm nearing the end of my wonderful leadership career. As I continue to drive the bus and add new seats and mature the existing ones, I've had to do some of the best part of leadership work, advancing people to bigger seats. I've also had to reduce the number of seats and transition people in wrong seats on the bus, off the bus. Every decision I've made has been some of the most important ones over my leadership tenure. Every decision to transition someone off the bus has been difficult. It will never get easier or feel less difficult. And when we help a person get into another seat that turns into a bigger seat, we know we've made a difference in that person's life. That's the best part of leadership. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. I look forward to connecting with you on our next podcast episode, where we will focus on low performer conversations when we need to get people off the bus. Have a great week.